Rejoice, all ye tarnished, for all we maidenless, touched by flame, queen consorts, and even fia simps, sit atop the lands once again with more adventures on the way. As always, we are the Meta Nerds, Rico and Marcus. How's it going, Marcus? It's going. I, I love that you threw the fia simps in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, calling anybody out in particular. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and just in case if anyone knows when the first play of the game, I, I was a, I, I went to FIA every time and asked to be hugged, and I was straight up all about it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that that was a great introduction. But um, obviously that was a reference to the game awards, and we'll get into that a little later. But other than that, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Um, you know, just a couple of health scares going on. Uh, you know, in the world. I know last week we talked about your nephew, and he's doing a lot better with the surgeries with the adenoids and the. And the tubes and stuff like that. Well, my brother um, did have a, a small procedure. Everything came out great. So awesome on that. And then I know we had a little scare today with my uncle. And so hopefully uh, everything goes good there. But, you know, um, it's always one thing. And I was saying, Rico, before, like, yeah, they used to hop. Like, you know, it's just a lot going on and stuff like that. So we're just looking for a little bit of a little bit of downtime. So I, I think the, the holidays couldn't get here fast enough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes, sometimes it just hits you like that, man. Like, feels like if it's on one thing, it's another. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it kind of just reminds you, like, you know, just checking with your people and uh, make sure everybody's, you know, trying to just encourage people to take care of themselves and us, us ourselves too, you know. Yeah. Because uh, you just never know. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sure everything will be fine. So hopefully everything yeah. resolves quickly and we can get back to you know being okay. <laughs> Yeah, being okay and fighting and bitching each other out and shit. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, a little bit of a light news week. We do have a little bit of a little bit of good stuff. Uh, even though it's light, it's good. So uh, with that uh, said, here we go with anime. First thing I have on the list is ranking of kings, treasure chest of courage. Uh, we got an, a date, or rather, just you know, a month. It's going to be coming in April of twenty twenty three. Uh, Prince Boji cannot get here like fast enough. Like I, I want him back. Yeah. Uh, soon. Like we were excited that we were gonna be getting an announcement soon. We did get that announcement, the date. So uh, yeah, Treasure Chest of Courage coming soon. I think we talked a little bit about this last week. So I don't really have too much to add about this other than I'm just excited. Yeah. Anything, anything out there? No, no, no. That's yeah. You just like, again, we we mentioned we talked about it last week. So. Um, it's something that's not directly part of the manga. So just a heads up, a little reminder in case. Yeah. Uh, the first slam dunk movie made, and again, again, that is the first slam dunk movie, not the first slam dunk movie, uh, as in the first one, mm-hmm. um, did really well over its first two days. It made 9.5 million. Uh, so again, anime movies popping off. And uh, it, this one's pretty pretty interesting because it's an older series, right? Yeah, this one was the late '90s, um, and there's already kind of four films that tied to the to the anime and stuff like that. And this one actually, and I was kind of looking, I, I want to know what the synopsis was or the plot was. If I'm not mistaken, what I from what I've seen, I may be wrong again, but from what I've seen, that this actually covers the last game of the manga series. So I was like, oh snap, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that kind of opens up doors i don't know if that opens up opportunity for this particular um manga 
but I'm I'm on I'm on chapter 210. I think I need like 70 or 60 more chapters left before I'm done. And it sucks because they're still introducing so much. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, and I saw a lot on, on online where it's like, you know, a lot of people felt the same way. Like there's so much going on and there's a lot of things being introduced to where you, you want to see more. And there's characters here that I was just like, wow, this is intense. Like I, I want to see what happens with this particular character from another school. But apparently like we don't get some of those resolved things. Um, so maybe something, and I'm hoping because it's really good, something comes up from the end of this movie to where Slam Dunk might get a second breather or a second wind. But the the manga creator has said, and he said this years ago, that the reason he never does a sequel is because he doesn't know if he can do anything that's going to be better than the that than the game, the last game he he did, which is what the movie is going to be about. Um, so I was kind of like, damn, you know what I mean, like his magnum opus over here on, on, on the game and stuff like that. But for somebody to say that, you know, it says a lot. So I was just kind of like, damn, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to love it. I love the manga. And I was like, I want more. And people online feel the same way, you know, that they just want more slam dunk. So maybe this will be an opportunity for the creator to be like, hey, guess what, guys? Here comes uh, part two. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure, we'll see. I'm sure a lot of people were hoping for that. Uh, but... And the movie did great, so I'm hoping the movie does phenomenally over here. And again, I'm I'm always hyping it up. And the manga is, I mean, the anime is older, so that's where it gets kind of hard. That where are these new anime fans going to fit something like this in, and then go back and watch something from the early '90s where the animation isn't what you see right now. Um, hopefully, the fact that it's considered one of the best sports manga, or, I mean, one of the sports well, anime and manga helps. Um, so if you have not seen it, at least check it out, you know, give it a whirl. Um, again, I believe the movie does cover the last game of the manga series. So just to, I believe again, this is from what I've saw seen online. I may be wrong. It may change later on, but you know, I'm super about it. So we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping for some more slam dunk because the characters are just great, man. You know, so we'll see. Something else that caught my eye this week is there was a trailer, an announcement trailer for an anime called Ranger Reject. And it's, I don't know, to me, uh, in watching that trailer, it seemed like it has potential to be a pretty cool anime. Do you know anything about this, Marcus? Because I've never heard of it at all. Ranger Reject? Mm-hmm. That's the one about, it kind of looked at the Power Ranger. Obviously, a Power Ranger looking thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what I like took away from it. I don't know anything about it. Um, the only thing that I do know that it is considered a popular, um, it is one of the more popular ones in recent history. It is considered a, um, brand new. As a matter of fact, it's barely a year old. So, you know, it's probably, you know, on people's radar, but the fact that we're getting an anime adaptation and it's, it's only a year old says a lot. So we'll see. Yeah. That, that does, uh, seem like a big deal. Uh, yeah, but I don't know much about it. Not this one in particular. It did. It also did look hell of interesting because I, I did see you know what you're talking about. But again, we'll see where it goes. Okay, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but this is just the announcement trailer, so we'll we'll have to wait and get a little bit more, I guess, later on. Uh, there was a leak that uh, this isn't confirmed yet. I don't think, but there was a leak that One Punch Man season three is going to be animated by Mappa. Uh, I do not remember the date, but we, we they did confirm that season three was coming uh, a while back, 
and uh, now supposedly it's going to be done by Mappa. Mm-hmm. So, Which, so mm-hmm. if if you like that, I mean, if you're a fan of Mappa, awesome. If you're not, well, I mean, Mappa, I think, is quickly establishing itself as one of the premier anime animator studios. My only issue is that Mappa is picking up so much, so much, and I'm not sure exactly how they're, you know handing off these projects to and how many people they have actually working on these you know but they're putting a lot of the time more like in a chainsaw man where it looks visually stunning they did attack on titan they're doing attack on titan also and they're picking up all these big time anime so now i'm kind of curious like damn but i do think that because i know season two of one punch man was by who was it jc's no it wasn't jc staff was it uh i'm not sure uh <clears throat> excuse me i know that um the sec- the whoever did the first one wasn't the one who did the second one. I know that was a big kind of downgrade in a lot of people's eyes. It was uh, season one was Madhouse, season two was JC Staff. Dang, I'm good. Um, yeah, so you go from Madhouse to JC Staff, and a lot of people again downgrade. As, and it's strange because JC Staff does also do a damn good job on some also. So you're going from Madhouse to JC Staff to Mappa, which again isn't too too crazy. You know, Mappa being a subsidiary or not a subsidiary, but kind of a, a little brother of madhouse so again you should be if you enjoyed the season one animation you should be probably looking at something kind of similar so uh, i think that's a plus big plus yeah i did read a lot about people saying like man mappa has so much on their plate like we just hope that this doesn't become like an afterthought with all the other like big anime that they're working on so uh we'll just uh, have to wait and see what we get yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of One Punch Man. I actually really love season one and two, uh, and they were very very different uh, seasons uh, in terms of storytelling. So I actually didn't mind the uh, the difference in animation uh, because season two was a little bit more calm or a lot more calm than what season uh, season one was. So I'm just excited that season three is coming. Yeah, oh well, for sure, I know you are, and I'm I do mean to you know get through it because i you talk about season two and you said season two is a lot more world building type thing right yes yeah you get to season one obviously like you're it's all about saitama uh season two you get to know a lot of other characters a lot better uh there's one in particular uh that is really really awesome two actually two characters that you kind of get to know and and are very big like fan favorites and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and an awesome waifu too. <laughs> I hear about the waifu. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll jump over now to Black Clover. We got a new visual for the upcoming Netflix film, <coughs> uh, Black Clover: Sword of the Wizard King. Uh, I wanted to throw this in there because uh, it was probably in the last few one of these uh, last few weeks when we talked about this. Uh, I think I brought up that we're not really sure what exactly this movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, again, coming to Netflix March 31st. But in this visual, you can see, obviously, some familiar characters and some new characters that I don't think we've ever seen before. Not even in the manga. I do want to specify that. that there's in the poster, there's, they're all original, it seems. Yeah, and that's, what I was gonna, that's something I was going to ask you. Like, you that you've read... Uh, ahead in the manga and stuff do you know any of these characters but i guess you i do not question. yeah and they look at again oh man character designs killed it killing it man look amazing yeah so i guess uh that's a little bit of a question answered there it's probably going to be something original and 
I I mean, we still don't know anything. We don't know the characters, so we don't know really anything about where this is going, whether some side story completely, whether it's going to be back in time, or who knows. But I'm pumped. Black Clover, yeah. like, I'm, we're, both of us, really, we're all about it, so. And it does seem, based on Asa's getup, that it, uh, obviously it's taking place during the Spade Kingdom, it, you know, the time skip and stuff, so um, we should be all right. Yeah, uh, moving on, we have uh, Jobless Reincarnation Season 2 coming to Crunchyroll in 2023. Uh, we also did get the announcement of Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village Arc is also coming. Uh, this one will be in April of 2023. Uh, any thoughts on those two, Marcus? Jobless, obviously, it's one of the pinnacle of Isekai right now. The only thing that, the only other one that rivals Slime, people talk about all the time. But we do get Rudius in his teenage, what looks like be his teenage form already. So obviously the story's progressing. It, you're, we're still gonna get a lot more of Jobless, but um, I know it's, it has a huge fan base. It's actually the story is very, very good, despite some of the more, um, I guess, fan service e type stuff. <laughs> it's a little over the top sometimes, but the story is really, really good. So I know a lot of people are excited about that. And the other one, obviously, Demon Slayer. Uh, it's you know one of the premier animes right now. So we are getting a lot of that one. We are getting the Source Miss Village arc, which is which does focus on. Um, his name me uh man brain fart well focuses on the on the youngest um hashira so we're gonna get those two we're gonna get it's gonna be a great arc we're again just for those of you who aren't familiar with it we're already kind of getting towards the latter half of demon slayer so expect the uh, the ending anime to already kind of start wrapping up soon after this so uh, but yeah great stuff to come and obviously this, these these pieces of news are great pieces of news so yeah, I think uh, we did get a little a little teaser trailer also for uh, for the Swordsmith Village arc. Very light; you don't really see too much. They just kind of highlight the the two Hashira that we're going to be seeing this upcoming season. Uh, and I think they did also say that the first episode is going to be an hour. So that that uh, that first episode we're in for a for a good uh, chunk. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. The last thing I have here, which I mean, take it for what you will. Uh, we there had been a a countdown on the Berserk website, so a lot of people were super excited. Anytime there's something like this, you think like, "Oh, they're gonna do something awesome." Well, uh, they let us. I mean, the countdown finished, and the mysterious thing was that there's going to be a Berserk uh, release. They're gonna release uh, Blu-rays, which are going to be March of 2023, the 29th. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were excited, but I'm sure there's also people like us that were expecting something a little different, maybe, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, take it for what it is, right? Yeah. I was one of the ones who was kind of like, are you serious? Like, like a countdown and what is it? How, how long was it? Two months? <laughs> a countdown for an announcement on a Blu-ray set. I, I go to writestuff.com and I check those weekly to see what, you know, new releases are coming out. So he did a countdown to hype up all these things, almost as if there was gonna be a brand new anime adaptation that was gonna cover the beginning all the way to where the story's at, you know, complete with just a great anime studio. I don't understand why, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I was one of the ones who was kind of upset. I was like, are you serious? I was like, you know, people, a lot of people call this one of the, you know, best manga aka also people refer to this as the godfather of manga you know it's been around for years since the 80s and you know the story is the author passed away the story should be complete in the next few years or so and and the fact that we still haven't gotten in an actual 
decent adaptation. It kind of, it's kind of mind-boggling. We did get that 26th episode of, of Berserk in the 90s that covered the up until the Golden Age. And then we got the movies, and the movies were supposed to be very, very good. But again, it's the same, it's the same stuff that we had already seen. And then we get the 2016 version, which it progresses the story, but it looks horrendous. So there's no winning. So I thought this was going to be a W for the fans, and right now it seems to be like an L. So that was upsetting. But again, hopefully later on, again, they are doing more stuff with Berserk. I, I hope that's a good sign in the right direction to see where it goes. You know what I mean? So hopefully we get a lot of um, more stuff coming out, a lot of more movies, may anime, merchandise, something to to put Berserk back on that map. So hopefully... Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I've never seen Berserk uh, outside of the first episode, but it's something I've been wanting to watch, uh, probably very soon. But I, I don't think that this was a terrible announcement, as much as I think the way they went about it was kind of weird. Um, because I don't think anybody would be upset with like, oh, we're releasing the Berserks like on Blu-ray. But when you have people waiting two weeks, two months, whatever it was, I remember it was a pretty long countdown. Uh, you know, you built this excitement, like, oh, like, what is this going to be? And then it's like, oh, Blu-rays. And it's like, oh, really? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we do get something. We do also have a Jump Festa coming up. So who knows what kind of announcements we're going to get there. Uh, when is that? In next week? Yeah, well, the 17th, if I'm not mistaken-ish. Yeah. Around yeah. there, 6 to so 17. Yeah, somewhere there, so... Uh, we should have some good announcements coming coming here in the next uh, week or two. So, uh, I think that's it for me for anime. You got anything else you want to throw in there? No, no, no. That that's it. You kind of cover all the bases. You know, there's a lot of stuff coming out. There's if you haven't kept up with, um, I know Spy Family is kind of I think almost over. Uh, Chainsaw Man is already on the second half of its of its run, and again, I think that one's barely on volume like four or five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just make sure you're watching a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of great stuff coming out there. There's a lot of stuff coming in here in this winter season over in January and February. 2023 is also going to be a good month. And it's going to be awesome because there's going to be a lot more stuff that is not on the map, but that is popular as hell that's going to do amazing. So it's going to put a lot of these on the, on the map and it's going to do very, very well. So just keep an eye out for those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, new Boruto music for sure in January. Very nice. Uh, we're gonna do TV and movies next, uh, leave gaming to the end since we did have a lot more stuff to talk about there, but, uh, we talked about HBO Max and Discovery merger, uh, merging, uh, they are gonna merge now into an app called Max, just Max, uh, and this I think is supposed to take place spring of 2023, so it'll be HBO Max and Discovery Plus is now gonna be Max. House of the Dragon begins filming March of 2023. So for those of us that are that have that hole uh, that we can't quite fill from that, uh, what would you call it? Not uh, void. That, not not Lag. sci-fi. Not, not, <laughs> not sci-fi. I, I mean like that, that void, yes, of uh, like fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy yeah. yeah fantasy. fantasy show. Yeah, you know, uh, it's going to be filming soon. So who knows? Uh, I really, I very, very highly doubt, even though there was reports that we could get it as early as uh, next winter. But I think with uh, some of the things that I've heard that we're supposed to get this upcoming season in terms of like visuals and all that kind of stuff, I, I would probably bet 
it's it's a lot safer to be uh, not next year, but the year after. Yeah. But uh, you know, with some sometimes you know the wait can feel like so long. But I think we're gonna have a good year next year in terms of like movies, games, all these kinds of stuff. So honestly, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, for sure. I know the what is it? The anticipation for a lot of big things. So it can be overwhelming. So just kind of temper. You know, it's obviously good to think. Oh, it's gonna come later. So when it doesn't come later, it's even more exciting. So. <laughs> Uh, we did get a lot of uh, crazy announcements in terms of uh, DC this week. Uh, Wonder Woman 3, no longer moving forward, reportedly. Uh, Black Adam sequel, highly unlikely. And the Aquaman franchise uh, may possibly be ending with Aquaman 2, with them possibly wanting to shift Jason Momoa over to a new character named Lobo, who's like a anti-hero kind of character mm -hmm. so uh we have heard a lot about like restructuring and stuff with uh dc and their properties and what they're what they're going to try and focus on and stuff like that so uh wonder woman to me was the one that was kind of a little bit of a surprise even though i didn't really like uh particularly like part two i thought part one was phenomenal uh gal and her in her stint as wonder woman i think has been phenomenal mm -hmm. um Black yeah. Adam, Black Adam, uh, it seems like they just didn't do the numbers they thought is a, kind of what I've read uh, in that for that movie. And then well, Aquaman, that one was that that one was just tough. I thought the first movie was uh, was was pretty good. I actually really enjoyed it. I liked uh, I like Momoa. Uh, I liked Momoa as Aquaman. I thought he was pretty funny and stuff like that. Uh, visually and story wise, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, of course, the second movie was always going to be met with some. Controversy, uh, yeah. controversy because of some of the people that are in the movie uh and and what's gone on there like in public uh different things so i don't know do you do you have any thoughts about this any well i mean i know james gunn right james gunn took the helm and obviously he has a vision a lot of people love his movies a lot of people do appreciate the storylines that he comes up with and the executives that help him out and kind of get through these things kind of get these things off the ground um, I do hear that what he did, uh, Suicide Squad, and what's the other one? Suicide Squad and Guardians. And Guardians. So, well, no, as far as DC, right? Because he did Suicide. He did that oh, Suicide Squad oh, oh, for right, DC. Right. Uh, he did the, one more. Uh, it's not coming to me. John, John Cena. John, and Peacemaker, right? So yes. people love those, and I thought Peacemaker was amazing. I love Suicide Suicide Squad too, right? the dark nitty gritty dark humor type stuff going on here and he has the freedom to kind of do whatever he wants with this universe right he's still gonna be the president of dc so he's they're giving james gunn a, a shot he's for those you know he, he's the kevin feige of marvel for dc now so we'll see we'll see what happens and i i personally probably might see because i've never been that big on the dc universe it's always been kind of a hit or miss i enjoy some i don't like others i'm always kind of like oh okay and like you said right with the whole jason momoa type thing being the um what was it having uh wanting to make that switch so it's kind of a new fresh start for just about everybody involved so we'll see what happens we'll see what goes on i'm sure we'll, we should be getting a plan down the road kind of like how marvel does oh this is a phase uh upcoming phase throughout the the year next year this is our five-year plan don't put it past Marvel to, I mean, DC and James Gunn to kind of show us something similar. Give us like a roadmap of what's to come. Yeah, which which has been like the the talk uh, around DC and stuff like that, that they're looking more long-term and not just pumping out movies. 
for cash grabs, you know. But uh, I guess I guess one of the things since you brought up like James Gunn now kind of being at the helm, I would I could say maybe these these movies were probably written and planned out, um, particularly Wonder Woman since that's the one that's not happening anymore. Uh, maybe maybe it was written just like as a Wonder Woman centric film, and if the vision has now changed, maybe that film just doesn't have a place. Uh, in the now like collective the universe, of all the right? heroes. Yeah, maybe they want to go with something different. Maybe it's not so much that that they're canceling Wonder Woman, but they're gonna do something different with her. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I haven't seen Black Adam, so I I really don't know too much about that movie. I've heard good things, uh, and a little bit of mixed things, but n- nothing bad about it really. Uh. But I know there was a, a big thing that happened there at the end. I don't know. If, have you seen it or do you know what happens in the movie? I don't, but I do know kind of the, the what is it? Spoilers. and Not spoilers. Yeah, some spoilers, I suppose. But yeah, kind of, sort of. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Again, I'm still on that hangover. Yeah. Basically, basically at the end, what, what, I'm, uh, what I'm talking about is at the end, we do get to see, uh, and it, it has been since announced that he's returning. We did see Henry Cavill as Superman at the very end. Uh in in like the mid credit scene or the after credit scene, I'm not sure which one it was, but mm-hmm. we we see him again in the Superman outfit. And uh, uh, shortly after, I think the next week after that opening weekend, he announced that he is going to be coming back as Superman. So uh, we do know that we do know he's coming back for that. Um, and they have talked about uh, we've talked about them uh, saying that they're going to like put reemphasize like their big properties, one of which being Superman. So. I guess uh, we are going to hopefully get a better direction in DC. I guess some of that kind of just means that they're going to be cutting some things down or maybe restructuring certain properties or, you know, nixing, outright just nixing some of these things. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that means for, uh, like, Batman and Joker. I I, I didn't really put some thought until you started mentioning that right now. Like, Robert Pattinson's Batman, um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker's Joker, um, I wonder what that means for those. Yeah, I, those aren't. I, I don't think those are part of this universe. But I mean, obviously they're still DC. So yeah, and 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 that's why. Like, I don't know exactly what James Gunn has or doesn't have, or vision or not vision. Or I'm not sure. What he, I guess more so not sure what he's allowing. <laughs> right. Uh, but somebody is, he does have a boss, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we did get. Uh... We did get a visual of the Joker. Just, uh, I don't know if you saw that. Like, the first uh, little just picture of, like, Arthur getting, like, shaved down. From what it seems like, he's, like, at Arkham. So. Uh, oh, that's true. Other, nothing other than a picture. But, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Because these are these are big announcements right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, for sure. Uh, we'll have to see what, what they come up with here going forward. And what other things are going to be changing. Hopefully for the better, right? Hopefully. Well, they're in good hands. So Yeah, definitely. So uh, jumping forward, we have, uh, we have a Dark Tower series in the works at Amazon. Uh, you've mentioned, are you the one that knows a little bit about the Dark Tower? Very little. Very, I, I mentioned it, but I know very little. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. I would imagine probably maybe Ricky is the one that knows a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. About this. But I know we've... we've uh, I've heard about it, like in in like our conversations and stuff, and it's supposed to be real interesting. 
Uh, it's based on somebody's works, right? Stephen King. Stephen King. Yes. So it's based on all his work. So uh, Amazon just did a, I thought a, a good job. You know, it, it was kind of mixed, but uh, I, I enjoyed what they did with Rings of Power. Uh, they obviously threw a lot of money into that series. Uh, it was phenomenal looking. Say what you will about the story, but look wise, like I don't think there was anything better this year. Um, so I'm excited to what uh, we could get here, possibly. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I know a Dark Tower does. I don't remember again. I know very, very little as far as you know what's going on here. But he does tend to incorporate a lot of his other characters, a lot of his works into this thing. It's supposed to be like this huge, just you know, collective universe that Stephen King has created. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who's coming in and who isn't, um, but we'll see. Again, if you're not familiar with Dark Tower, Dark Tower it's science fiction, fantasy, horror. Um, I want to say there's a couple of Western elements kind of thrown in there and stuff like that. But there is this big universe that does tie in what he's done to, you know, everything, everything, everything. And he's built, he's gotten inspiration from just a lot of things. And a lot of people do consider the Dark Tower series to be his best work, which says a lot because, you know, you do have what's the Roses, Rose Manor, uh, Storm of the Century. Um, you do have it, of course. Uh, and this was what I think a 30 year project, if I'm not mistaken, that he went through. So obviously, if the guy has poured 30 years into this work, there is a lot that's going to be, you know, coming in. So Hopefully, hopefully it's good. We'll see, you know, to be adapted and it is Amazon. And I enjoyed Ring of Power for what it was. I didn't love it, but, you know, I wasn't taking it to heart like the Internet was. But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, last few announcements. Uh, we have uh, Mean Girls is getting a movie musical coming to Disney Plus, which I don't think I saw any characters other than Regina George are going to be coming back. That's a tough one. That that's a that's a tough one. Um, I saw that announcement, and I'm just like, I I think Mean Girls is just one of those things that you shouldn't stay away from. It's considered yeah. it's considered it's like it's not even a cult classic because Mean Girls is it's a classic. Like at this point, it's already a classic. Every generation seen it. Like I don't give a damn how old you are. You've probably seen it. You can quote this movie, and everybody of all ages, genders love this damn movie, and. I just think that obviously people are going to have the original in mind with all the, the great uh, one-liners. And this one's just going to be very, very hard to live up to. So I, this is one that I wholeheartedly disagree with and probably won't see because I love the original, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, uh, I need to correct something. It's coming to Paramount Plus, not Disney Plus. But uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, of all movies, like, they're going to do this one, one that's already has, like, that is kind of universally loved. Uh, it's going to be a tough sell, but I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Uh, you said it was a musical, right? Yes. Uh, we know Rico ain't watching that one. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not likely, but who knows? If it's a surprise, maybe I'll have to check it out. Oh, I did have one other thing before I get into the last thing. Uh, George R. R. Martin says that he is about 500 pages away from finishing The Winds of Winter. That's about, what, eight years? <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those people that have been waiting and waiting you know 500 more pages which i mean could be a week could be years so who knows but uh it's almost done it's almost done 
And he has what one more book right after? Yeah. Shoot, man. I really hope. I mean, ah, uh, man. Who knows? At this point, he, he's. I don't know, man. Probably gonna die before he finishes that one, man. He's he's old, man, and and okay. I'm not being mean or anything, but he's he is up there in age, and it did take him a long time to finish this one. Uh, but he did pass on a lot of his stuff, you know, to somebody else to finish up the work, and it's 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 very common. So I don't want people to freak out or anything that oh, what if he dies? No, people have pla- you know places plans in place. J.R. Tolkien, all his work went to his son. Robert Jordan had. Um, uh sanderson brennan sanderson finished off his wheel of time series so it's it, it's very common it's happening where, where they tr- entrust somebody to finish off their work it, it's even going to happen or it might happen um there are contingency plans that it even happen you know also with hunter hunter if something ever happens to the artist he's going to have his wife finish it off um just different things like that same thing that happened with the uh berserk he passed away his work wasn't finished and they're going to take on his his best friend is going to be the one taking on and finishing on that story. So it's very common. I don't want people to freak out or anything. It's just obviously you would want the original person. But an ending's an ending. Story's a story. So hopefully we get something soon. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so last thing, maybe one of the most exciting ones for us. Uh, coming out of Saudi Arabia at the Red Sea International Film Festival. Jackie Chan reveals that he is in talks for Rush Hour 4. Uh, I know that's a movie that our friend group loves. It's one that we are always quoting and saying uh, little things from and whatever. So uh, I'm, it's in talks. It's not confirmed yet, but I'm sure we're all just like, yes, please, please, please. Well, I always thought uh, Chris Tucker was the one who was always very against it, that he was always the one who couldn't do the contract or was always trying to he was always trying to get something right wasn't always chris tucker and that why that's why the movie was never made i think so i'm pretty sure i I think i remember seeing uh the same like in the last couple years so yeah man but those are those are classics for us man and and the comedy just amazing so (laughs) that's awesome yeah so i mean fingers crossed hopefully it happens uh, any any other things, comments, anything else you can think of during the week? Did you watch anything different, new? No, um, no. I, I unfortunately I've haven't been able to watch anything. I'm barely getting through anime, and it's it's, not, it's no fault of anything. It's not even that I'm on a hangover or anything. It's obviously, I, I don't think I would ever. It's just life kind of you know took over for a bit, and I haven't had time to really do much or the energy to you know process. Unfortunately, but. We'll get through it. We'll get through it, and hopefully, I can get back into a routine soon, man. Ready? Uh, jumping over to gaming. Uh, Microsoft. We talked about this before, but now uh, it's official. They're going to be raising the prices of their uh, first-party titles. Coming in twenty twenty-three, they're going to be jumping up to sixty-nine ninety-nine. Uh, we kind of just we kind of knew this was going to happen, right? For a while. Yeah, for the next gen already, and. Microsoft, I guess, did people a favor because I know Sony just said, "Hey, screw you guys! Bam, here you go, six nine 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 right out of the gate." I know Microsoft is out, you know, tends to be a little bit more linear and stuff like that. So, yeah, they let us know a little bit ahead of time, and they said, "Oh, don't worry, it's not going to be this holiday season. It won't be till next year." Yeah, I remember they did something like that, right? I know um, we we do have Game Pass. Microsoft again, always pushing Game Pass, and they're going to put their first party titles on there. So. Yeah, so uh, if this is something that's going to affect you, look look into Game Pass. That'll that'll save you a lot. And uh, as far as we're concerned, it's top tier in terms of bang for your buck. So yeah, for sure. 
Uh, we also did get an Elden Ring PvP Coliseum update this week. Uh, I have not tried this at all. It's more for those uh, people that love to PvP. I tried my hand at PvP a little bit, but I just got wrecked. So I never really went back to it. I don't know if you were into it at all. Uh, no, not really. I just... I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I never gave it a shot. I just, you know, never went, went around and did it. You know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for those PvPers out there the that, that love to, you know, try their luck at uh, going up against other builds and stuff like that, you know, give it, uh, jump back in and give it a shot. See if you mm -hmm. can uh, wreck some people or maybe you get wrecked. Uh, last little thing here before we jump into uh, the Game Awards is uh, the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, is suing to block Microsoft's acquisition of uh, the Activision Blizzard uh, company. Uh, it kind of seemed like this, is, this was kind of bound to happen because uh, they kind of have been reviewing everything, like going around reviewing things uh, to see if this was going to be let happen. Because as far as I know, I think the deal is supposed to go through in June. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Sony has kind of been the one pushing back a lot on that. Like, they cannot, like, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. Because, of course, and it's understandable, their big fear is that uh, Microsoft will eventually, not eventually, because I think Microsoft has kind of already thrown out, like, some deals and stuff. I know with Nintendo, they promised that, uh, Call of Duty will be on their platform for another 10 years at the very least. Uh, same thing with Steam, I believe. And that they say that they also offered that same deal to Sony, that Call of Duty would remain on their platform as well, uh, which is the thing that Sony's afraid of, of them kind of taking Call of Duty away from them because as it stands, like it's always been like the biggest, not always, but for the for the past, like, you know, Many years, it's been like the biggest FPS shooter uh, in terms of sales and, and stuff like that. So uh, they don't want to miss out on that. And it seems like Microsoft is not really trying to go there. Uh, and there's been like comments and stuff like that back and forth about like, oh, sure, like you're offering to Nintendo because you know that they're not really a competitor of yours. Uh, then there was another comment uh, from, I think, Phil Spencer actually an interesting comment said that Sony is seeking to make PlayStation bigger by making Xbox smaller or something like that mm. by, 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 by keeping us smaller. I, I, uh, I know, I, I know this is met with a lot. Um, and actually I think Andrew mentioned yesterday, our boy Andrew, I'm going to credit him when he has specified that Nintendo doesn't seem to be in this realm of, going up against Sony or Microsoft, right? He had mentioned it yesterday, right? Or am I mistaken? I don't know, I don't know if you remember. And he yeah. had mentioned that um, Nintendo kind of does its own thing, that they don't rely on some of the things that Microsoft and Sony does because Microsoft and Sony are just big-time corporations that do have other subsidies and other things that they kind of fall into. Where, my, where Nintendo is just Nintendo, you know what I mean? So he made a really good point that Nintendo just kind of goes for the ride and they have Zelda, Mario, and Pokemon. Well, guess what? The only way you're ever going to play those games is you buy a Switch. And they're kind of not really locked. So they're not, people don't really view them as a competitor to Microsoft and Sony in that, in that perspective. You know what I mean? So he kind of made a good point. You know? And now I'm thinking, you know, you know, 
Xbox made a deal with Nintendo and stuff like that. And Nintendo and Xbox have always had good relations. And we're, you know, we're not really sure what exactly Xbox plans to do. But it just blows my mind that Sony just... They have a lot of shooters and that they've neglected. A lot of great shooters that have been out there. Medal of Honor, Resistance, Killzone. You know what I mean? And they're... It would be a good for them to maybe have a competitor and find a, maybe push something that might compete with Call of Duty. And, and, and you know, it's people, there's a Call of Duty fan, I mean, a, a Sony fan base. What's to not get these Call of Duty players, I mean, Sony players to play something that Sony would create? Or, you know, I know my Call of Duty is a billion dollar, you know, thing and stuff like that. And obviously, everybody wants a piece of the pie. But I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it's always struck me a little weird as, like you said, Sony's trying to get bigger by making Xbox smaller. So we'll see, man. I, I mean, but you did have, you did mention that this was something that was going to happen, right? That this was this was this was yeah. a. Um... It, it was kind of understood in the last like two weeks that there was going to be some kind of block on this. And what this what this means is it's not like suing like some other like like somebody taking somebody to court. It's a little different. What it is is uh, Microsoft is going to have to go in front of a board. And kind of explain their position and at the very most like make some concessions uh and it seems like the general consensus around like the gaming community and from microsoft people too is they're very confident that this deal is not going to get blocked uh it's it's just going to be they're going to have to go in front of a board again and you know plead their case uh and just show why they why this should be able to be like uh a done deal mm. and and those concessions more than likely are going to be like uh what what sony is probably going to push for is that sony i bet does not want call of duty on game pass because the thing is call of duty sells consoles and for those casuals that aren't really into anything oh, else okay, that makes for, sense. For, for those casuals that aren't really into anything else they're gonna they're gonna buy a console just because call of duty is there so if you can tell them that they're gonna get every call of duty either which i don't think is likely but exclusively on xbox or pc like they're gonna go that way and that can sway them away from sony which is their fear but i don't never, think that's gonna happen because i never thought of that why would why would uh as it is right now like call of duty so huge yes they'll sell more xboxes and pcs and stuff like that because microsoft is also most people run uh windows right on their yeah. pcs uh but then at the same time like you're gonna lose out on all those sales that you also have on the playstation uh side of gaming which mm. there's a lot of people out there uh so I, I would think that that's probably what Sony's going to push for. They're going to b- try to block Game Pass. That makes for, sense. For I, I, didn't, I hadn't thought about it like that. Obviously, Game... And, and I, I did see that they were... Game Pass is always a worry and stuff. So I did see that. It just never occurred to me that, hey, if they put, if they put Call of Duty on Game Pass, you know, people are just going to want to buy an Xbox because you pay a monthly for all these games and you buy it on Game Pass. But like you said, you don't really see it happening because ultimately, if you're only buying an Xbox for Game Pass... To play Call of Duty, you put two hours into it, you're gonna spend a lot of money on, you know, per <laughs> year. If all you're playing is Call of Duty on Game Pass, you're not getting the bang for your buck, like we always mention. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. And that's part of the thing of Game Pass. Like they're gonna sell you like this monthly subscription so that you can play this game. And 
you know, on your downtime, you're going to say, well, like there's another, a bunch of other games I can try out. Let me try out this. Let me try out that. And that's part of like the beauty of game pass. Like, uh, they lure you in with that, with that, uh, like, uh, deal where you get it for like what a buck or whatever it is like for, for people that are getting in early. Uh, and then plus you end up with all these games that you want to try out. And then once, uh, you feel like game pass has done you well or like you've gotten your money out of it like i feel like you are a little bit more open to like spending some money and saying you know what like they've done good by me so i'm gonna like buy this game on xbox yeah yeah uh so i mean i don't know we'll, we'll have to see like uh let's see when they schedule like these uh proceedings and everything but uh i'm pretty confident too that it's gonna go through but there'll probably be a, uh, some concessions uh, I'm not sure if it'll be the Game Pass thing, but I, I would think that's probably what Sony's shooting for. And uh, some kind of guarantee, too, that they're, it'll be on their console for however long, even though Microsoft has said that they've already offered that. Yeah. I think ten, 10 years is what they've kind of offered everybody for now, you know? Yeah, obviously, it's a contractual agreement. After 10 years, you know, maybe they renew contracts, and or maybe they don't, you know? But 10 years is 10 years. Again, we'll see what happens down the line. The other thing is I've always... I know Call of Duty is at the main focus of this. I just want to see what Microsoft does with the Blizzard, with the Blizzard games. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm over here. That's what I'm over here. Like, damn, I want to see what they do. <laughs> yeah, same. Honestly, same here. Like, I am very. I love Overwatch. I know both of us do. I'm very. One of my most anticipated games uh, for this coming year is going to be Diablo. Um, so uh, I know there's a lot of people also that are real into the the Warcraft scene. I know they just got some updates and stuff like that. And uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, the last few years about like um, Blizzard kind of falling off and not paying enough attention to their fan bases and changes and stuff. And then with the controversy that they had over at Blizzard, um, you know, I, I also am hopeful that uh, Microsoft, uh, when they take them under like their umbrella, if, if this goes through, uh, with them taking them under their umbrella, uh, them kind of like showing some more love and support and, uh, you know, giving it that Microsoft touch and, you know, just improving everything overall. That's what I'm hoping for. Sure. Uh, so we can jump over to the Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards did t- take place this week. It was Thursday, right? Thursday yes. would have been the... Oh, my, my calendar's not popping up. Thursday would have been the 8th. Uh, which we got a lot of announcements. We got a lot of awards. So uh, I have my highlights here. I tried to narrow it down, even though there was a lot of things. I actually really enjoyed this uh, Game Awards. Me I too. Missed, I missed the beginning, but I really enjoyed a lot of the announcements. A lot of things look really cool. Uh, I would imagine we're probably going to have a little, a couple little different things that we're going to touch on. Maybe some of the things that are gonna we're going to have in common. But... Uh, the big things that stood out to me, I, I narrowed it down to five, and I'm sure we're going to get into some more because I don't think we're going to be able to help it. Yeah. Uh, they, they did show that uh, Modern Warfare 2 raids are going to be coming on December 14th. This is something that excited me like when I heard that they were going to be introducing something like this. Um, I do, I do uh, game share with my brother-in-law on uh, Xbox, and he actually recently got Modern Warfare 2, so now I have it too on my Xbox, which I haven't touched it yet, but uh, now with raids coming out, and it's supposed to be a free update that's supposed to be coming on the 14th, 
So I'm definitely going to be probably turning on the Xbox this week and uh, booting up some Modern Warfare 2 and uh, probably going to be trying out those raids, see what they're like. Uh, next thing for me that was more of just an announcement, not really to anything too in-depth, but there was a game called Immortals of, uh, of Venom, which to me looked awesome. Uh, when I saw it, it's just like a like a magic game that uh, looked when i first saw it i thought like oh like the little magic system looks kind of bioshock e which is kind of funny because there was something a little later on i think that they were was made by like the creators of bioshock and that looks yeah. like straight up bioshock oh yeah uh but uh again this was just a little tiny teaser just that it's coming sometime in 2023 we i don't know much else about it other than that little teaser trailer we got. Uh, but I'm excited about that. Uh, Returnal is coming to PC on 2023. This was a... Uh, this this was brought to my attention by... I listened to this podcast that's all about Destiny. And uh, they talk about some other games. They have like a another... Like a side podcast where they talk about like some other games that they're playing and stuff on their radar and stuff like that. And Returnal was one that was brought up a lot. Uh, which was a Sony exclusive. And I'm excited that that one is now coming to PC uh, this coming year. So I'll probably, for sure, I think I'll be trying that one out. Uh, we did also get Diablo 4, a, a look at Diablo 4, which is going to be coming June 6th. And the last thing for me was uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, March 17, 2023. I was a big fan of the of the first one. So I'm super excited that this is going to keep going. That one looks real cool. And in March. Uh, those are just really the five that I kind of narrowed it down to. But again, there was so many things that looked so good and so much fun. Uh, what, as far as announcements, what uh, what stood out to you? Some of those same ones, some different ones? Actually, mostly different ones. <laughs> um, I figured that. I figured. I was like, because when I made my list, I was like, there's also this one, this one, this one. I don't feel right leaving them out. But then I was like, I feel like Marcus is most likely to mention some of these. So... <laughs> I think it's okay that I cut it because he's going to bring it up and I can give my two cents there. Yeah, well, just in case I don't, I will save it for the end because I missed one that you might have thought of. Um, but I did pull up a list and just kind of write off the ones that I obviously, you know, I think of. And I, I'm more of the indie game. I do enjoy the indie games a lot. So I do have a couple of indie games on here on, on this, on my little list here. Uh, but the first one I know is one of the big ones is Final Fantasy 16, obviously, right? Coming out June 2023. Totally different from what you saw in, 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 in Final Fantasy 15. So it's awesome to see. It looked great. Uh, super excited about Final Fantasy. I know, shout out to Andrew and Rudy. I know these guys, they, they're also big fans of Final Fantasy. So that one's coming out June 22nd, 2023. Um, what do you think of that one? Dude, holy crap, that trailer. Like, oh, I know, dude. Beautiful, like beautiful. Uh, and I told Marcus right away, like, when, when we were texting back and forth while we were watching the show, uh, like, talk about, like, we're always uh, back and forth about, like, man, Overwatch needs a uh, an anime already. But, like, if, if there's any other thing that needs an anime, like, Final Fantasy, man, would kill it. I, yeah, I and, think. And they have a couple of movies uh, King, uh, for Final Fantasy XV. Uh, Final Fantasy VII has a movie, but they use the same art style that they do in their games. So it's not really an anime, but it has that 3D thing to it. And they're still, they're supposed to be really, really good. Um, but yeah, the next one I have on my list, and 
this one I'm just mentioning. Just I haven't played any of the games, but it is from software for some people out there. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Never played them, but it looks intense. Um, I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that one. No, at first I was kind of like, what, like a like a mech game and stuff like that. And I was from soft, like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never, I've, I've never, I've heard like of Armored Core before, but never played them. So same boat as you, but uh, coming off of Elden Ring, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more later. Like, uh, I mean, from software, like everybody's gonna be looking for that next uh, from soft game. Yeah. Um, well, the one that kind of hopped me up right, right from the get-go, and this is where I was like, oh, shoot, you know what I mean, um, was Hades 2 with a gameplay trailer. I thought it looked amazing. I really enjoyed Hades 1. I didn't pass it because you're supposed to pass it like seven or eight times, like people say, whatever, kind of get through the whole game seven, eight times, or at least the floors. I did get to, I think, five or six until I was like, you know, I kind of put away. It was kind of That part for me was kind of a bit repetitive. Um, they did say to kind of do that whenever you kind of get through the through the want to see the whole thing but i didn't i did love the game love the action love the lore uh so we are getting a part two this was again announced the gameplay trailer at the game awards and it looked amazing did you ever get to part one no i didn't i got about halfway and then i i, I ended up putting it down it was just one of those things where I like i liked it but then something else came out yeah yeah no, I, I loved it and, and this was kind of right out of my room it again for those who don't know this was by super giant games they're the ones who made bastion transistor and now Hades. I think I'm missing one. It's not coming to me, though. But Bastion and Transistor were their more popular ones by these, these people. But Hades 2 uh, coming out soon. So I can't wait for that one. Uh, and this is the one Rico mentioned. Uh, he had, And I'm sure he, uh, he waited for me to say it. But um, Ken Levine. Or Ken Levine, I'm sorry. Uh, next game. This was the creator of Bioshock. Not the ones who were de- helped develop Bioshock. I know you mentioned Immortals. Is it Immortals, right? But this is from... Ken Levine called Judas is finally revealed. Again, this is Bioshock through and through, the same creator, so expect to have a lot of Bioshock vibes. I know Rico was a huge fan of Bioshock. Ricky is a big fan of Bioshock. Andrew, myself. Um, it's It looked amazing. What do you think? Straight up, straight up Bioshock. Uh, heavy Bioshock influence, you can tell just by the way uh, uh, our character's using like uh, her powers. Like It straight up looks like the plasmids. The... I don't know, the gun that we see that kind of looks like a like a little pulley system uh what would you call it like a crossbow kind of thing you know also looks very uh BioShock-esque but uh I don't know like I'm I'm just down for this one this is one yeah. that I had on my list that I was like ah I think Marcus will bring this one up Oh for sure and it looked it looked awesome it looked amazing so I'm we'll get into it I know um we're all huge fans, and they can't get here quick enough. Again, this is, I was like, damn. And there was, again, there was a lot of cool stuff that was that, that came out. Um, but some that I may play, I know Rico had mentioned. You, did you mention Death Stranding? Because I, I don't know if I probably might get the Death Stranding, but maybe you will. Did you mention Death Stranding? Uh, I, didn't me- I did not mention it. I didn't play part one, but I know uh, I talk a lot about it with, uh, with Jed because he, he, does play, he did play the initial game, and he said that, it really turned into something a lot different than he expected because I, I I don't understand it completely, but I know that you like collect a lot of resources and travel and stuff like that. And he mentioned that there's like a really big community aspect to the game uh, mm-hmm. where you kind of work together to kind of like travel. And I want to say like he said that one of the things he experienced, again, I'm not familiar with the game, so maybe I'm butchering this, but he said that they built like a highway 
like like people collectively built a highway to be able to like travel safely and get resources from like wherever they were gathering to like a town and some kind of system like that where people communicate and build and help each other and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool, but yeah. uh, I, I'm not sure. It'll take something big for me to just jump into uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. And uh, also, par- uh, partially also because this is also a PlayStation. Uh, oh, that's true. So, so for me to want to jump on this, like I would have to really be like hooked and then say like, okay, not only am I going to get into this, uh, probably want to experience part one and two, but I'm also going to have to buy a new console. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, likewise, I'm, sure, I'm in the kind of same boat. I'm sure eventually it, they might uh, make their way. There's been rumors and stuff about Sony opening up their own uh, launcher in uh, on, on PC and stuff like that, uh, especially like with the success that they've had with a lot of their games coming over to Steam and stuff. So mm. uh, it makes sense that they would rather not give some of that money to Steam and make their own launcher and people be able to buy uh, PlayStation games here and them get to keep most of those uh, most of those sales for themselves. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll it, it, look, it, it looks good. I mean, the trailer looked really good. Oh, yeah. It looked amazing. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I know he rewrote uh, Death Strand 2 because of, of COVID-19, of the pandemic um that there's a lot of parallels between the two and again he had this uh, written beforehand and he had made a joke on screen on stage where he was like oh you know people saying i predict the future so i had to rewrite it i said dang that's 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 crazy dude you know what i mean that um something i'm sure he wrote it more as a oh dystopian type thing but we're living something like this and it's kind of, it's, kind of, it's still crazy you know what i mean yeah for sure uh but continuing on idris elba did join cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty uh, expansion so we are getting that i kind of just told myself well maybe i will wait until the expansion i get it all in one blow uh, i still have not played it i still want to play it. i'm going to play it eventually this game just looks amazing i know rico and andrew hyped it up and you know loved it uh so i will be getting through that one soon um there's a few more announcements so i'm going to kind of speed up a bit maybe get rico's thoughts on a couple of these uh the next one again this was an indie one there's a couple of indie kind of going on here Celeste, if you haven't played Celeste, it's a platformer, real fun, great music. Uh, Earthblade gets a trailer released in uh, a release date for 2024. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is very Celeste, and the music was already gorgeous. Um, the other one that, which is the other indie that looked amazing, was the one, it's called Surreal, platformer called After Us, announced at the Game Awards again. Uh, dystopian, post-human Earth. Um, it did look like... There were humans, but it kind of looked like a small um, person who was kind of, you know, treading, you know, this world. So we'll kind of see more on that in the future. Mm, there was a few more, and again, I'm trying to get through this. Bayonetta Origins did have a release date. This was top down, uh, coming out for Switch March 17, 2023. If you're a fan of Bayonetta, you'll be a fan of this one. You are going to see some young versions of Ceresa and Cheshir kind of get through them see what it's like so that's another one um going down going down at least on the ones i thought anyways Baldur's gate 3 never played Baldur's gate but it very uh if you want something to kind of hold over the uh elder scrolls i think that's probably a game that you might want to get into uh, another one banishers ghost of new eden announced also again one of those first person um rpg new actions rpgs that looked awesome 
Um, it gave me very big Witcher vibes, that one. But yeah. Here, rather than like the monsters, it's ghosts. He's a ghost hunter. Yeah, and he looked, he looked great. And again, uh, there was a lot of games that looked up our alley. So depending on reviews, depending on more gameplay, depending on, you know, what's said through now and their release date, you know, we're probably going to pick some of these up. Uh, another one that looked amazing, and again, straight off, straight off the bat, and I'm sure Rico felt the same way, uh, the Genshin Impact, I guess, competitor kind of coming up from Bandai and to be released by Amazon Games also called Blue Protocol. I got a lot of Genshin Impact. This is, yeah, Blue Protocol. I'm sorry? Looked, no, awesome. Looked dope. This is what looked... was on my list that I was like, Marcus is going to mention this one. Like, that's no way. Yeah, no and, way. I, and it works because... Uh, I did get through Genshin, a few hours of Genshin Impact already, and it kind of sucks because I wasn't there in the beginning, and it's kind of hard to kind of get through something where you weren't there from the beginning. Or in this case, it's an it's an MMORPG. Uh, I'll be there for day one, hopefully, and hopefully the reviews are damn good to where you can kind of get through it. And then it's anime inspired, right? So um, it does seem to be like Genshin Impact competitor. So it's by Bandai. I love Bandai games, and they do damn good jobs of just making them badass. Uh, we had a Scarlet Nexus that just came out recently. You do have the Tales of Rice series that they make. Those are also very, very awesome. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this one. This is actually one of the ones that just looked amazing. And I said, Rico, I was like, it's a Marcus game. It's a Marcus game. So we'll see uh, more or less what, what, you know, we'll see what, what more gameplay announcements we get down the road for that one. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I was all for it when I was seeing, like, uh, I read a little bit about some of like the classes it's going to feature uh as far as like in the beginning it's going to be five different classes blade warren twin striker king strider spell weaver and full breaker so i mean uh, same same i had the same thoughts like it looked uh it looked very genshin but uh I know. And, and and it was and it was rico-esque there with the classes i know rico is a big sucker for stuff that has multiple classes and you can kind of spec in and it has that uniqueness to each character and again very destiny right type stuff and i always think of rico every time or something like this so um i thought of rico too it's like man which one would rico be which one would i be uh, again our play styles differ completely so it helps and it works <laughs> um so we'll see but i'm sure it's something that we'll both try out you know down the road yeah there was a, there was quite a few rpgs i think you mentioned the uh which one did you mention? Baldur's Gate. Baldur's looked, Gate. Uh, looked interesting. Uh, Lords of the Fallen looked look pretty awesome, too. I know we've uh, mentioned that one a couple times with some of the other things we've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another one, too. Another RPG-esque game. Well, there was, for, there was a Forspoken demo that I think just released. Um, there was the Banishers. I had already mentioned that one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Which one were you thinking? I, I'm, I, it's, I'm blanking right now. Remnant? Was it Remnant? Remnant 2, yes. I was going through it because I had to call out. I had to make a shout out for Rudy when I got to Remnant Part 2. That was actually the next one. Remnant 2 did get a um, reveal. Was there a release date to it? Uh, just hmm. 2023. 2023. And I know Rudy, and I really played with I forgot who you played it with, but um, I know Rudy's always talking about this, and I didn't know about it. I wish I, it kind of looked like a game that we would have played third, uh, three person cooperative, three person cooperative shooter. I think this was like top down. Was it a top down? No. No, it's like a, no. Like a shooter. It was like a shooter. Uh, uh, so I did think of Rudy when this one announced, and I'm sure he'll be playing it. Uh, maybe we can get on the board on that because it, lo it looked it looked badass. And again, a lot of these announcements looked amazing. So um, I do want to get there, through a lot of them. 
third person, it looks like third person shooter. Yeah. So we'll see uh, more on that down the road. Um, and just a couple of my next big one, it's probably my not, my last big one, just because I'm not getting through the uh, Fire Emblem Engage. I already got a DLC trailer. So because um, Fire Emblem Engage is not even out yet, but it's coming out soon. Um, so aside from that, Wild Hearts, and I know that seems to be the Monster Hunter type game. Um, yeah. I think, I think when I, I text you like, okay, Monster Hunter Korea, I see <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, so it looks like we are getting a Monster Hunter-esque type game. It looks straight up like Monster Hunter. And it, again, it works just because of the fact that it's, you know, um, it's a part one. There's not multiple, so it might be easier to get through than most. Uh, it might, it's, a, it's an easy entry point for a lot of people to kind of try out something new that they might always want to try out, but they don't want to be behind the you know the lore or the or the go through the other games so whenever there's a part one it all it's a good entry point for a lot of people who do want to play a game that's very similar to some other ones so wild hearts also make you know coming out so that one looks like a lot of fun too um as far as that i think that that kind of rounds out my list again i did kind of go through some of them quickly but the ones that I, i'm looking forward to are the ones that you know i did mention we did met, we t- talk about and mentioned um anything else i left off rico that you know might have missed just some other some other little shouts I wanted to give out. There was a Destiny Two Lightfall trailer, which I'm a Destiny guy. I'm a big on Destiny. Love the love those games. Uh, so of course I'll, I'll be uh, waiting to see what that's like. There was also the announcement of Vampire Survivors now available on mobile for iOS and Android. So I downloaded that right away, gave it a shot. Uh, super addicting game. If you never played it, it's a free on uh, mobile. So. Uh, Check that out if you need something to just uh, kill some time on your phone. There also there was also one that was kind of surprising, uh, a Transformers game, which, I mean, at first I was kind of like, eh, Transformers, but then I was oh, like, oh, it did look badass. You know, You're you know, right. What, if they do this right, like this could be something, man. Like this could be one of those slept-on games where it's like, dude. I mean, it's not it's not gonna win. A, I doubt it'll win awards or anything like that. But I mean, it, could it be did fun. make. It didn't make an impression. I texted you. I, I, I was texting Rico and this went on. I said, oh, this looks badass. And I said, oh, shit, it's Transformers. I started laughing because I'm over here getting hyped over a Transformers <laughs> game and stuff. So and that one looked amazing, man. It really did. Yeah, they, they also are making some kind of different uh, Hellboy kind of game, which is supposed to be a, like roguelite type game. Oh, yeah, that's right. The stylish one. The very look, um, looks similar to No More, no More Heroes Yeah, that as far one as the art style. Like- that one looked like it could be interesting for some people. And the other one that caught my eye was uh, the crime game, Crime Boss. Oh, okay. Which, it just had a crazy cast. Um, Michael Rooker, uh, Danny Trejo, Michael Madsen. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I missed that Chuck, one. Chuck Norris, Danny Glover. Uh, like, it, it has, like, that Miami vibe, like, GTA type game and stuff like that so uh for the people that like those kinds of games like check give that to give that a look uh there was also a trailer for the dlc for horizon uh forbidden west that looked like it just looked amazing i i did pick up the first one on pc i have yet to play it it's in my backlog but uh amazing looking game for sure there was also a crash a crash bandicoot announcement for like a fighting game Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a rumble. Rumble. So uh, there was that. There was also... Oh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, they showed a little clip from the Mario Brothers movie. Did you, What did you think of that? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. It, again, it, it looks amazing every time I watch it, man. Um, 
I just what else is it say? It looks good. I know I know they showed off the the pipe warping and it looks exactly what he thought it would look like. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Uh but the castle man, castle looked good. Uh it's 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 gonna be a great movie. I don't give a damn how you slice it. They're promoting it. The the um, what is it? The advertisements there, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing, dude. Like there's no way it's not. Um I'm super hyped. They um this is one I'm gonna watch, you know, Thursday, Wednesday, but whenever the first screenings come out, I'll be watching it day one, dude. There's no way I'm not. I'm gonna go with my Bowser shirt. So, yeah, <laughs> I I think that's pretty much it in terms of like the the announcements and stuff like that that were big. We we touched on just about all of them. There was like some Tekken and Street Fighter stuff for those of you that like fighting games and stuff like that. But uh, for us, for me, that that's pretty much it. it for oh, me, yeah. it was a great uh, show in terms of announcements. A lot of things that I was interested in. Uh, so it was a big big win for me. No, no, for sure. I honestly thought this was, it was an amazing show altogether. It was everything about it. It was just good. Um, the announcements were good. The surprises were good. It was good, man. Even the the performances, we'll get to that in a bit, I'm sure. The performances are amazing. It was just a great show all around. I know, I think a lot of people felt the same way. Yeah. Uh, now, hopping over to like some of the awards. Uh, the esports thing, the esports stuff, I wasn't too into them because... The only esport I really watch is uh, is uh, Overwatch League, which I don't think they had anybody up for any of the awards and uh, for teams, events, uh, stuff like that, which was sad because uh, the event, uh, the grand finals of the Overwatch League was probably the best grand finals the Overwatch League has ever had. Of course, it's not on the level of things like uh, League of Legends and Valorant and stuff like that in terms of viewership, so it makes sense uh, why they weren't up there. Uh, so I figured like everything was probably going to go to Valorant and League of Legends, mm -hmm. uh, which they, they took away most of the awards. I see here that uh, they won the esports event. Valorant got the esports coach. Valorant took the best team from being loud. Cloud9 Valorant had the best athlete. Esports game was Valorant. Uh, this was a pretty good, uh, I'm sure you love this one, most anticipated game. Went to Legend of Zelda: Tears of the oh, Kingdom. Of course, of course, I, I had no doubt. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that was a like a gimme. I thought like it went it went up against some good names, but nothing like Zelda. Uh, went up against Starfield, Resident Evil Four, Hogwarts Legacy, Final Fantasy Sixteen. The only thing I could see like getting some other votes would pro would maybe be Final Fantasy, just because it has a, a big fan base. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I felt like this was a shoe in, like easy. Me too. For especially, sure, especially with the hype coming off of uh, Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I was, I saw Zelda, and I said, eh. and that's because I think, um, who was it? Goff had mentioned it, right? He was, I think he was Joff, what's his name? Mm -hmm. He was the one who mentioned it, and he kind of says, wait, wait, and kind of stopped when people said Breath of the Wild, I know the crowd wild. He started smiling and said, wait, wait, you know, like, wait, let's wait for the announcement, and that's when he read, he's like, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and everybody went ballistic, so it was, it was funny. Kind of, he kind of knew too that when he saw it, he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> yeah. Uh, ad best adaptation. I think you and I both kind of figured this was a two a two horse race. Oh, and, and that's because you had meant you had texted me, "Who do you think is going to win?" And I said, and I said, "Well, I was like, they're Cyberpunk and Arcane." I was like, and and you had mentioned who who do you, who do you got? And I said, hands down, like I love both of them. Don't get me wrong, I think they're both amazing, but as far as one over the other, I said you got Arcane, man. Like, our, I, to me, that one was a shoe in. I had no doubt Arcane was going to win because that show is just oh, amazing. Everything around it, dude, was just amazing. 
Yeah, plus, like, I, I also had given my hat, I tipped my hat to Arcane. I haven't seen either one of them yet. Or I've seen episode one of Arcane. Uh, but I figured just because of the sheer amount of fans and the fan base that League of Legends have, that, like, that's going to be the one. Because, not only because I've heard everybody talk about it and how good it is, but it already has that fan base. Uh, and, Cyber, and then... uh, Cyberpunk, I think, of course, is good too. And I've heard good things too, but League of Legends has a ginormous fan base. It's 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 insane. And, and it's funny the way it went. Again, like because before I, I had not I had not played League of Legends or Cyberpunk, and I saw I saw both of them as a means of hey, I just got into it. So it was like story wise, Arcane, it's brilliant. And honestly, that's a ten of ten show. Um, Cyberpunk would probably be like a nine out of ten. No, Arcane is a ten out of ten. Everything from it, it's fresh. The storyline was just, spect- it was amazing. The animation, the music was spectacular. It had a lot going for it. So, and again, Enrico mentioned the fan base and for a, an established property already to just go above and beyond, they killed it. And, I, and, and the core difference is one is established where Cyberpunk was rocky. It had a rocky, it was still popular, but it had rocky, you know, CG Project Red. It had a, it had a lot of stuff behind it as compared to something that's established like like League of Legends. So Cyberpunk did the opposite, where you had an established thing like Arcane going into it and just, again, did bring in new players and stuff like that and did bring new people into the world like myself. It was already an established thing where Cyberpunk did was in the opposite. People saw the anime and then went to go play the game. I'm one of those guys. And it was like that for a million people. I know when the anime had dropped and people were watching it, Cyberpunk saw a huge surge in their servers. You know what I mean? So it, it was just great stuff. And you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do bad by watching either one. But you gotta watch both because they are amazing for sure. Yeah, and of course uh, we have to give a shout to Cuphead, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and Uncharted two. All the, uh, you know, all, so good, all of them uh, except Cuphead. No, the only no, one I didn't no see. Cuphead? I didn't see Cuphead. I just oh, see oh, Sonic and I. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying, yeah, I'm not shouting out Cuphead. I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. No, you were saying you're, that's the only one you haven't seen. That's the only one I hadn't seen. I, I played the game, and Cuphead 1 was awesome. Uh, but that's the only one I hadn't played, but I did see Sonic, and I did see Uncharted, and out of all of them, yeah, Arcane Man. Yeah. Uh, we did, uh, there, there was a very nice uh, list when it came to the best debut indie game. It was won by Stray, which I'm sure made you super happy. Oh, dude, I was ecstatic. I said, yes! <laughs> uh... I have heard a lot of good things about Sifu as well and Neon White. Likewise, um, likewise. And I got to watch some of the the people, the YouTubers and Twitch streamers I watch play Cult of the Lamb. And I still do not understand that game, but uh, it has a very big like community aspect. So particularly like when it came to streaming the game, like people seem to really enjoy it because you could get your community and viewers and stuff involved in your game and stuff like that. I don't know too much about Tunic. I don't know if you know anything about Tunic. I played Tunic with Zelda inspired. I did play halfway through Tunic. I just, Tunic, I did not finish it. And it was one of the few in the games I did not finish. It wasn't like it was Death's Door. I thought Death's Door was amazing. But Tunic, I didn't really get through. I heard a lot of good things about Neon White, which is looks action-packed. And the card, the whole card thing looks right up my alley. I haven't given that one a shot. If it ever came to Game Pass, I probably might. Um, Sifu is another one that I heard just I exploded and just did very, very well for itself. So that was another one. Um... But yeah, wasn't Vampire Survivor also in that list? Uh, I don't. I think it was. Because that was the only other one. I think it was because that's the. I was like, damn, Vampire Survivor's there, and that's the only one I was like, straight might not win. And I, Vampire Survivor's amazing too. But 
Oh, Stray was just, it was good, man. It was yeah. good. I think Vampire Survivor was on that one because I'm not seeing it on this list that I have, but I think it was there on New New Game. Yeah, and that, and that just that just excites me more because I'm hoping for a Stray too. I'm hoping for this another adventure with our with our cat, you know. So uh, it's good, man. So I hope for some good things. Yeah, and shout big shouts to all those games because very different, very out there, but all supposed to have like they all exploded this year. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And and again, and not to take away from anybody or anything because I didn't play a lot. They were on my radar, but obviously this kind of push pushes those developers into a good realm, and hopefully we get part two of all of them and. Again, man, these are the type of games you want. So if you haven't played them, give them a shot. I'm still waiting. Again, indie game, right? Do you still call it indie game? I'm still waiting for Silk Song, uh, aka Hollow Knight Part Two, um, with our girl Hornet. So we'll see, man. Hopefully, we get something there soon. Yeah, big shout out to the content creator of the year, Ludwig. He uh, is a YouTube uh, creator. Does a lot for for uh, the community in terms of like. Uh, raising money and stuff like that for charity uh, is kind of does a little bit of everything. So uh, you see him all kinds of stuff. I know uh, he had a big year this year, uh, even had like his own dance, the Luddy named after him. I don't know if you know anything about Ludwig or stuff like that, yeah. but I'm familiar with him. And, uh, you know, another another big year for Ludwig uh, in terms of a creator space. So congrats to him. Uh, best multiplayer and best best sports games. These were some interesting lists. Uh, well, I'll start with multiplayer. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge ultimately lost to Splatoon 3. Uh, so Splatoon 3, best multiplayer game. I'm sure like some of the like real casual players are like, dude, how did Modern Warfare 2 not win? But I, I hear a lot of things about Splatoon. I've never played them. Uh, I've only ever played with like their characters in Smash and stuff like that. But have you ever tried Splatoon? I know Ricky. I hear, uh, Ricky I had it. A lot of fun. <laughs> Ricky had part two, and I tried. I tried a couple of games, and dude, there's just something about painting the shit out of stuff that works. Because <laughs> uh, obviously you're trying to knock out the other guys, but there's different game modes where the more ground you cover, as far as painting, that that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? Um, it was fun. It was super fun, and if and I told myself if there was ever you know if the guys who play Call of Duty ever gave Splatoon a shot, I think they would be in it for a surprise because it's just that fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, whenever I saw like what Splatoon was like that concept of like whoever claims more territory. Do you remember Tony Hawk, the game mode where like you? Of course, of course. I, yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but there was a game mode where you could PvP and you would have to do tricks like on the different like uh ramps uh grind on stuff and st stuff like that to mm -hmm. see who could score more points like on a different uh, obstacle and whoever had more points like it would either you were either red or you were blue so whoever capped like the spot you would have to just go and try and beat their score so it kind of reminded me of that like a little bit when i first saw it and that was like splatoon one so now yeah. like how far it's come like and it's just keeping on and keeping on and being able to beat out like some of these other big games. I know you and I are big Overwatch people. And then uh, Modern Warfare 2 is huge too. So, uh, you know, big, big ups to Nintendo for that game. And, uh, you know, hopefully they just keep going and riding that wave of, of success. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, the sports and racing games, they threw these into one category. There was FIFA, two, NBA 2K23. Uh, F1 and Ali Ali World. 
which uh, ultimately lost to Gran Turismo 7. So, I mean, if you're one of those racing guys, I mean, congrats. Uh, F1 is also a racing game, right? Yes, pretty sure. But uh, Gran Turismo is Sony only, right? Gran Turismo is Sony only, yes. Okay. So Gran Turismo, best sports racing game. Uh, family game. Went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. One that I didn't play. But, uh, you know, I've all, I have still have never dipped into the Kirby universe, but always have wanted to. This one seemed like it was very popular. So maybe someday on downtime, uh, I'll give this a shot. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sim strategy went to Mario and the Rabbit, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, you ever played these Mario Rabbit things or tried uh, any of these things before? I have not. I figured um, if I, anybody, it would be you. If not you, then I really don't know. Um, but and it's strange because they, who had it? Ricky had it, tried it on his, and this game's all part one's always on sale. And I'm talking like five bucks on sale. Like there's no reason. Actually, I might even have it if I'm not mistaken. I might have purchased it. But um, the strategy to it, it was a lot of fun. Like, there was, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever played a game called Valkyria Chronicles. It's a, it's a strategy game. But the way the strategy game works is you move, you can, and you only have a certain amount of steps when you move. And this includes running in circles. So you move a certain distance. When you get to that certain distance, you have a weapon. You activate this weapon, and you, it can either be like a sniper or a gun. It will do damage based off the distance, based off the... Uh, attack damage of the weapon and based off the accuracy of that weapon. So let's say you're walking around with a machine gun and, you, and you're, you're, you're far away. You can shoot at the guy, but the likelihood of you hitting him is very low as compared to one of your sniper type characters who do the same. That type of genre is super fun. Amazingly fun. And so that's why it kind of blew my mind that I haven't really kind of given it a chance when it's something like that where you walk around Luigi or a rabbit or Mario and you're trying to take out the other team. You have a fireball you have a firepower or do you have a, ha- a hammer? If you have a hammer, obviously you can't do damage from a distance, but if you have a fireball, you can chuck it and do good damage. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So it might even be something along your alley if you haven't given it a shot. I'm not sure if you're into... And I know you, you played a couple of strategy games here and there, but the type of strategy that this is does incorporate just about every aspect of the weapon, the gun, the one using, the distance, the, the weight of the character, how fast they, how many steps they got, their defense, their attack, stuff like that. So interesting. It's, it's interesting. Kind of think about it. Yeah, so I'll, the last thing I'll shout out is the best fighting game, uh, which went to Multiverses. I know that one was a huge one this year uh, because of like the, the character selection that was there. Uh, I I didn't get to try this one out at all. I don't know if you did. Mm, no, not multiverses. Yeah, but uh, I just want to shout that one out before I go into the rest of these because from here on out, the names are kind of going to get really repetitive as to like a lot of the people that won these awards. Uh, Best RPG went to Elden Ring. Uh, I did want to shout out this uh, category because uh, they did include... Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus in this uh, category, which I was honestly just happy it was there. <laughs> I know, I know, the other games in this category are also some that uh, you're probably happy we're here too. Xenoblade, Triangle Strategy, and uh, Live a Live. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know that, that I, I thought it was a really good year. Like looking at that, that was it was a really good year for RPG players, uh, and I was just happy honestly that Pokemon was up there for something. Uh, best action adventure went to God of War. 
Uh, best action game went to Bayonetta 3. Shout out to Ricky. Uh, best AR VR Moss Book 2. I, I don't know anything about the those games. The only AR VR game I know of is uh, Among Us. But, uh, I mean, that's kind of just adapted. Um, innovation and accessibility. And feel free to stop me if you have any comments on any of these. Innovation and, and accessibility. We had uh, God of War Ragnarok. Best community support. This one kind of really woke me up because I'm like, how is this not going to go to, like, Fortnite? Like, as, as much as we don't play it, like, it feels like there's always something new and always something going on and always some sort of, like, uh, what would you call it? Like, when they're working with... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, what is it? Um, some kind collaborations. Of yeah, uh, collabs and partnerships with, like, big companies, whether it's, like, rappers, anime, uh, sports... We've had a Jordan event. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is in the game. Like, what's not in Fortnite at this point? So uh, I was surprised that it went to Final Fantasy. But, I mean, again, like, it just kind of woke me up as to how huge, like, Final Fantasy is. And I really don't know. I'm really, like, waking me up, too, that I really don't know much about it. Uh, best mobile game went to Marvel Snap. Indie game went to Stray. Yes. Uh, ongoing game, Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, games for Impact went to As Dusk Falls. Uh, best performance, no surprise whatsoever. Christopher Judge for uh, Kratos and God of War. Uh, best audio design, God of War Ragnarok. Best score and music, Bear McCreary for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, best art direction, Elden Ring. Best narrative, God of War. Best game direction, Elden Ring. Uh, player's voice went to Genshin Impact, which was awesome. Uh, over Elden Ring and God of War, so hell yeah. And uh, Game of the Year, which another one that uh, we kind of everybody kind of figured was a two a two horse race yeah. between what was probably going to be either Elden Ring or God of War. But uh, special shout out to Plague's Tale, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Hey man, straight was on there. Yeah, what, what an what an amazing list, like period. Like oh, I know Xenoblade was on the stray, um, Horizon, um, Plague's Tale. Like I I haven't gotten to Plague's Tale two yet, but I'm going to because Plague's Tale one was amazing. But the, again, um, it's not that I'm just happy to be here, a eh? but stray dude. Hey, I'm just happy that I'm just happy it was there, man. Xenoblade happy was there. Again, great games. Obviously, they made an impression and going up against the likes of Elden Ring and God of War, and we all knew. A God of War was going to kind of take most of these awards. I was also just happy that Elden Ring was able to snatch this one up, man, because that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, it was something interesting that I guess we'll mention now. Before the announcement for uh, Game of the Year, they did uh, bring out, like, uh, a band, and they went ahead and... Not a band. What A band is... An orchestra. An orchestra. There we go. That's that's the right term because uh, a band like I feels like it's disrespectful <laughs> to what, what they did. Uh, there was a guy that everybody came to kind of call like the flute guy. That man, like, did he just exude like passion and just he was going hard, like for lack of a better term, uh, when he was up there playing and he just uh, you could tell the guy was just having a great time and just doing his thing you know, up there, and he just exploded all over social media and everything. Uh, I forget what his name was. I think I posted him in here. Let me get his name. I remember Everybody his name was either, calling but... him the flute guy, 
everybody started referring to him as the flute guy, and his name is Pedro Ustash. So uh, he he just uh, he was a vibe man. Like people throw that around a lot, uh, that term like vibing or uh, it was a vibe and stuff like that. But this guy was that, like in all sense of the word in of the like expression. Oh, dude, I, I know Rick and I, and I said, hey, are you looking at this guy? I was like, this guy is just going hard. I was like, oh my God, like, like it made me like, and I, and, and I was watching him and he's just going and, and he was, he played the flute. He played, the, he played some other, all these other instruments. And I was just rocking with him. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I said, Rick, are you, dude, this guy's going to have Rick because I know he's a boss. And we were just having a good, a good time with him, man. Because this guy just, and I'm glad, I'm glad the internet noticed because you know, type, those type of things, man, like you notice. And when somebody has compassion and, and, and I'm sorry, a passion for what they do, like that goes a long way. And apparently, and this guy apparently had a huge fan base already. And people were saying like, oh, you know, uh, and he and he even posted something and kind of said, thank you for all the um, all the shout outs. And he was real ecstatic. And he goes, he hopes to um, continue doing what he, what he does for us and stuff. And I said, man, this guy was, it was awesome. And, and so shout out to him for sure. Yeah, and they and they killed it too. Like just overall with the performance and the music they played, uh, for all these uh, games that were up for Game of the Year, and uh, like you mentioned, Elden Ring did end up taking it, uh, and just yeah, I'm I think we were both super happy with this. We knew that God of War was creeping up on Elden Ring, uh, especially like with some of the recency bias it just came out, and I think we everybody has their own idea about what like a Game of the Year should be. Uh, mm. But uh, to me, like just Elden Ring was a huge like genre define defining uh, game. Like uh, you know, to me, I don't know if it would be from software's best game, but in terms of like putting the genre like out there for like everybody, like it it was just huge. So uh, I mean, big shouts to Elden Ring, and they did talk about that there are are things that they are hoping to do for Elden Ring still so uh at the top of the show I mentioned like the adventures are going to continue and stuff like that and that's what I was uh kind of alluding to that you know we do have things uh still to come to Elden Ring there's been big talks about a DLC uh coming uh in the first quarter of this year it's what I think I remember mm-hmm. so um I'm sure we're both uh very very excited for that uh for that to be coming Oh, for sure, man. Um, I know it has, it's going to be one of those properties. It seems like there's going to be a lot more tied to it than just video games and the manga that came out. So hopefully we get all kinds of stuff on this one because it's a vast world. It's a great world and it'd be amazing to get more of for sure. Yeah. It was nice too, that they, that they gave a big shout out to George RR since he had uh, a big uh, hand in this game too, with uh, writing some of the story and lore and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure we're both really excited for that Bill Clinton DLC. <laughs> that was funny. That was weird. But, yeah. yeah for, for those of you who don't know, there was a there was a, a, a young boy that went up on the stage that kind of, if you were just watching the show, you could tell, like, the kid kind of seemed out of place. Because he wasn't kind of, you know, when, when a team wins an award, they're kind of, like, embracing each other and, like, hugging and patting each other in the back and super excited and stuff like that and this kid was kind of just like in the background and i think everybody kind of saw him and was like dude who is this like what's going on here and then after the only good thing is that he kind of didn't uh he didn't interrupt them when they were accepting their award let them finish Mm -hmm. and then afterwards goes and 
says that he wants to nominate Bill Clinton, uh, his reformed rabbi or something like that for an award. And I was like, what? Like, uh, that kid did end up getting arrested. He ended up just being a troll and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was crazy. Um, but overall, great, great show. Uh, a great, even though it kind of started like as kind of a rough year, at least it felt like we went through like little droughts here and there. Ultimately, like it, it was a good year for gaming. And it seems like we have a lot to look forward to uh, with a lot of the announcements we had. So, mm. Overall, great show. Oh, man. Ex excellent show. Excellent show. Hopefully, they can do one better next year. I know it seems like they're always doing um, something better. And I think uh, Golf should be very happy. I know he's the one who kind of puts this together. And uh, I know it's gone some flack before or before they had done it. It's been a few years since they've done it because of COVID and stuff. But um, I think a show like this kind of puts it on the map, right? And, and, and really brings out the best of the Game Awards. So we get more awards, more announcements. And I, I think it would lead to more hardcore more interesting announcements to come so it's great stuff man all right i think that wraps it up for for the game awards and for gaming so anything else you want to shout out from the week or any um, other miscellaneous things or i guess you can kind of call it miscellaneous i know how to mention to mention rico uh just to kind of wrap up it's been a great show so far i'm actually this, this has been a great podcast hasn't it um not that the other ones are great but i know we've been uh, interactive here but uh, the last thing that, for the show is if you're a collector of Pokemon, uh, one of the things I found interesting was the English set has been revealed for March. And that's not the interesting part. Like, otherwise, I'm not about to say all these things, right, as far as collecting Pokemon cards. But uh, the big thing to me, and I mentioned to Rico, was they are changing. And if you're familiar with the iconic border of Pokemon cards, how they're yellow, even if you don't collect them, you know what I'm talking about. They used to have yellow borders for the English versions. Well, now they're going to silver borders. This is to match the Japanese cards that come out. So if you see a Pokemon card, an English Pokemon card now with silver borders, it's because that change is coming in March for the Scarlet and Violet English set. Um, this is the first set that's going to be released from the video games. But again, silver borders instead of yellow ones. We've been Pokemon cards have been around since the 90s. So the fact that they're making this change to something like that is kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Um, and this is just to fit the overall brand of Pokemon. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to kind of throw it out there as a miscellaneous type thing, um, which I thought was interesting. Even Rico was, even Rico was just like, wow, really? He goes, that's that's strange. And I said, yeah, right? Like, like Pokemon cards have always been synonymous with the yellow border. So we are getting that silver border. <laughs> I think you did mention that there was some kind of comment about, like, they're kind of trying to, like, universalize things like a little bit better right with mm -hmm. some of the ways that they print cards like in other regions right yeah yeah which i guess i'm guessing that this is what they do in other regions like silver borders well i guess because you don't really see yellow borders anywhere and so it was kind of weird that you saw not weird but it, obviously this was the only one that had those yellow borders i know a lot of games are trying to do full arts full art cards uh, magic does still do black borders um other Yu-Gi-Oh still has their orange, but they've always done it like that and stuff like that. It's it's a property, but but those games are universal throughout. They, you know, they look the same. The only thing that's really changing is the you know, Japanese to English lettering. For Pokemon, had the silver borders over there. It's always been yellow over here. Um, even the way they release their sets is different. So Pokemon kind of does its own thing. Um, so now they are trying to uni universify. You know what they do. Yeah, makes sense. Especially with like the growth of the of the TCG and you know how popular it's become 
um, at the like world championships and all that. Like, why not just uh, all have us a little bit more, you know, of the same? Yeah, makes sense. It's just uh, you know a big change because, like you said, they've been around since the '90s and it's always been those yellow edges, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what what else is there to say? But uh, yeah, exactly. Is there uh is there an early have they showed like what some of the cards are and stuff like that? Is there and the reason I ask is because is there any kind of card uh that you have your eye on? I think you mentioned that there's gonna be an Ampharos or something like that. So I, I for sure if, if there's an Ampharos, I know like without a doubt that's one. Oh yeah. Uh usually I do collect my favorite Pokemon and or the small sets, because there's something called a trader gallery that I'm trying to get hold of. I collect alt art and my favorite Pokemon, Ampharos being number one. So there, if, if you're not familiar, they are going back to where are called X cards, meaning that it's kind of like a 3D looking thing where the Pokemon is popping out of the card just a bit. It's kind of a, it's the same border. It's not a full art card, but it's the same concept where it's the uh, art in the square, you know, and this Pokemon is going to be kind of coming out a bit. So they are, that is making a comeback. But yeah, Ampharos is in the set. So he's going to be my, you know, one of my targets there. I will be get, probably purchasing him, you know, myself. Um, kind of going like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. So, no, that was it for me. Um, again, I I thought this puck, this show news segment has been a really good one. Uh, we covered a lot. We've talked about a lot. We've gone our, you know, we've gotten a lot of good stuff. So I'm really happy about that. Covered yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, honestly, like the game awards really just carried the week because it was so uh, such a good show. I mean, and we both felt this way and. Uh, some of our, some of the other people we talked to like weren't as excited, but uh, I mean overall, I think they had a little bit of stuff for everybody. So I, I was happy. I was happy with the show, with the awards. Um, and I mean Prince Boji's coming back soon. So mm-hmm. what's not sure. to love? Yeah, man. So we got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, but with that said, I mean uh, that's been another uh, weekly update for you guys. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, Marcus, sign us out. Uh, yeah. But so again, like Rico said, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of our old stuff, again, uh, I think our last discussion was on what did we talk about last week? Our last discussion was the "Would you rather?" Yeah, "Would you rather?" And I know Rico helmed that one. Um, so if you have not checked out our last discussions, again, those are always you can listen to them anytime. It's not like the news where it's like on a week on a week to week basis. Those you can listen because they're a lot of fun. We do enjoy those. Uh, so give those a listen to. Also give a give a listen to our last week segment, um, which is also kind of a little slow one there, right? Uh, but otherwise, we will have the discussion up soon. Uh, be ready for that. We will have that for you guys hopefully by tomorrow, and it should be an interesting one, right? Uh, what ifs and philosophy type, but not philosophy questions, right? But hypothetical type questions that are you know thinkers, and so I hope you enjoy that as well. But otherwise. Thank you for listening. Um, You guys have a good one. Later, guys.